graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. We're going to be talking about the penis. <laughs> we'll be talking about the vagina. Do you think that's funny, butthead? Do you find it amusing that we'll be talking about the testicles? Yes, we're also going to be talking about venereal disease, sexual intercourse, the scrotum, the clitoris, and and we will definitely be spending a lot of time talking about masturbation. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you are talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Hello, and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And what can I say, guys? <laughs> We'd like to do a podcast that's a little more frequently, but life gets in the way. As always, me personally, I've been involved a couple of years back. For years, I was running an ad on the show for a, a book that I wrote that nobody nobody read. And back in the pandemic, I had worked on a, a cartoon that nobody watched. So I decided, hey, why not make music that no one's going to listen to? So <laughs> that being said, now I, I had, I mean, of course, I've mentioned it on plenty of shows in the past where I was working on like electric music or sort of just using the computer and a bunch of like apps that sort of make like cool, like digital noises, digital music and stuff like that. And uh, I'm proud of the music that I made then, but it feels kind of cheap with the music that I was making, the electronic music. Well, a buddy of mine online who was a guitar player, and uh, he's a cool dude, but it just shows you the age that we live in today where people can like collaborate on music. A buddy of mine, he, he, he's a fucking excellent guitarist, and he really knows how to, I guess the best way to put it is like, he knows how to format a, a song, or, or at least like, what's the, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. He knows how to make songs listenable. He knows songs have to have a hook you know songs have to have certain setup to it and and him and i kind of work together and on my birthday anybody who wished me a happy birthday i was like because i did the same thing with the cartoon like two years ago or or, or a year ago when i'm okay everybody's gonna be wishing me people that i don't talk to all year people that i've never seen people i haven't seen in 10 years 20 years are gonna reach out to me on my birthday so let me use that opportunity to to pimp my project and tell people hey you want to wish me a happy birthday well you could watch these videos and, and listen to an album worth of music that, that I've made. Well, so I had put out, and it's going to sound silly. It's always so silly because like I'm very, very proud of the music, but then when you have to explain it to people, it's sort of, it puts you in a position. I mean, any band would be like, yeah, hi, and my, and my band's name is Metallica and we play thrash metal music. It's kind of hard to talk about your music to people. You kind of have to like, if, if someone likes it, they're going to like it. Hi, we're Limp Biscuit. <laughs> as soon as you say that, someone's like, what the fuck? What the, what the fuck's a Limp Biscuit? So, 
the name of the band is Industrious Bastards. Oh, and, Lord. <laughs> and once again, I, the, the guitarist who he, I think he finds, I don't know if he programs the drums or he finds drums online. And the, and the guitarist, he goes by the name of DJ, and which is confusing because we don't have a DJ in a band like they did in the early 2000s, 99. Every band had a DJ in it. But yeah, his name is DJ. And, and so he, he puts out these, for lack of a better term, like instrumentals where he'll take the drum beat, he'll play his guitar over it. And then sort of he, he, I get a hold of him and I throw some, I throw some lyrics on top of it. And the original songs that I had put out were, I had played it for, and I had friends give me feedback from the original recordings. And I had a buddy of mine who I trust, and he's like, the, the music sounds a little flat, and it's not, and I was sort of, oh shit, because the program that we we're using, it's sort of very basic. And so I kind of went back and I retouched all the songs and, and, and re, reproduced them, re-engineered them, which is still kind of limited with, with the resources that we had, but I had redone all the tracks, remastered them all, if you want to call it that, and sort of gave the songs a fuller sound. And I up, up, I uploaded those to SoundCloud. So like the funny thing is I put out a, a series of videos with the original audio and not that I got, not that we got like great fucking numbers, but a bunch of people watch, watch those videos and I don't want to take those videos down because they have good numbers. I don't want to have to like re-upload because then you're starting at zero with the count number and I have to wait till my next birthday to start pimping out, the, <laughs> pimping out the songs. So, but I did upload them to SoundCloud. So once again, the band's name is in the Industrious Bastards because him and I were going back and forth and like what to call it and, and like he had said just industrious and i was i mean industrious and especially that we're not like an industrial band like we don't play like nine inch nails or anything like that but i was like, okay and i was thinking industrious and for some reason i thought of the movie inglorious bastards and uh, i was like what about industrious bastards so he's like, oh that's cool so there's 10 songs out right now well technically 10 with two if you want to call them bonus songs one's a cover and, and one sort of like it's an instrumental another song that i got repurposed into something else Sorry about that, folks. A little technical difficulties there. So, yeah, so what I was saying is the, the first album is technically, I guess, 10 original tracks and then two bonus tracks. One is a cover. Well, one is a, like a parody cover. Like imagine like, uh, like Weird Al and Yankovic does where he makes of, of Metallica's I Disappear, but it's about Santa, Santa disappearing, <laughs> Santa being a spy. And uh, the other one is sort of, we were kind of like going back and forth with like, it was sort of like a track where he basically said, what do you think about this sound or whatever? And I had like written lyrics to it and it was so, I liked it so much. I'm like, fuck it. We're going to, so it's basically the, the background. I mean, his, his guitar is on it and he is playing on it, but it is basically, the instrumental of another band's music so technically that's a bonus track <laughs> i don't want to and it's not like we're making money off this it's not like I'm trying to like monetize it or something like that so i mean of course i would love to monetize it but i think once it's already out it's not like you really monetize it but at the very least it's sort of a it's a demo it's something that you can show people and say this is what we would do working together and and the funny thing is that i, I had put out this 10 songs i already have another 12 as in like 10 tracks and two two bonus tracks that i want to put out like i already have like a second album with the stuff that him and I like work together on and but I'm going to hold out on a second the second batch of songs only because I want to let this one breathe and I'm trying to spam people but it's crazy because and and I guess you can this is sort of falling into your your territory like when you've promoted bands and it's and it's nothing against obviously the stuff that you used to do or, or have done but everything online now when you look to quote unquote promote your music and get people to listen everything now seems to be geared towards hip hop 
Like I can't, I can't find one thing. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. Maybe I don't know how to search. But other than reaching out to bands or reaching out to people like who, who like run like the, the 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 rock and metal channels on like Sirius and XM or some shit like that, anywhere that's online, basically online for free to promote music, is geared towards hip hop artists. And and that's all fine and good. It's just I feel sort of if 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 you've built a if you've built an audience of people who listen to hip hop, I don't think they're gonna give a shit about listening to. to bluesy hard rock heavy metal industrial influenced band so that's sort of i don't, I don't want to say it's discouraging i mean it's funny we live in the day and age of the internet where people can blow up over anything but i've been trying to reach out to people and trying to reach out to looking for people that would be fans on instagram and and so so it's not like that's like the main reason we haven't recorded but i sort of been i've been putting a lot of my energy towards the music for the lack of a better term since january i've been working on two albums worth of music so i kind of went hardcore right around, I, like right around my birthday i'm like, oh shit it's my birthday's coming around a corner i could really like use my birthday as sort of like a, a jumping point to sort of push the music out there and then i started working on the second album and then my and and the funny thing is don't get me wrong i love the first album but i think the second album sounds better <laughs> but i mean i still i mean those first songs obviously have a special place in my heart and i still think it's a it's a great i'm very very proud of all the music all the work that i've put into it so that being said i had i that's where my energy has been right now my energy has been sort of been into getting the music up together and then of not even just making the music also putting videos together because it's like every every track from the first album has a video dedicated to it when i upload them up to, to youtube so and i think i'm like one or two videos away from completing the second album but once again i, I want to let the first one breathe a little bit maybe get some traction or something like that and then if you get some fans then you can hey guys let's let's get let's get some excitement for the second album so that's where like my energy been i mean once again you, you i wrote a book no one read <laughs> put a podcast out that no one really listens to <laughs> except for you wonderful few out there and did i, I put out my cartoon which i this is gonna sound crazy i i submitted it i submitted it i submitted the cartoon to a film festival uh kevin smith has has he was doing a thing i don't i i'm pretty sure the submission deadline is way past but he had he wants to put out uh he wants to do a film festival and it's funny because i think he had this all in in mind where uh kevin smith bought a a movie theater down in uh red bank new jersey where pretty much where he, he grew up and it was i think it was like the place was gonna go under and so before it disappeared like him and some investors went in there so i think and what kills me is that i, I mean i submitted it then like he made a post all right we're gonna push back the film festival but uh, maybe we could have it at the theater but he's like we had thousands of entries so I'm, oh shit so i mean of course that's to be expected and people who are fans of him are probably uh, also people who want to make short films and my thing was a little half an hour cartoon i did it wasn't a whole damn movie and i submitted it to the animation section i think it has a unique style and and it doesn't nothing else looks like that even if it looks shitty i mean it's still a unique style <laughs> and so so i submitted the cartoon to uh, kevin smith's uh, i think it was uh, the smod castle film festival so I'm a bunch of something's got to work. Something's got to hit one day. <laughs> this will be when I tell the story in the future. It'll be my my series of attempts that never made it out there. Yeah, I wrote a book and no one read it, and I put out a cartoon and no one watched it, and I made music and no one's listening to it. But it's all stuff that I'm proud of. I think people would like it. It's kind of hard when you promote something because like you're sitting there saying this is good, this is really good, and it's sort of yeah, the person who made the stuff is going to say it's good. It's not a look at this is. But I think like if people were recommended, oh this guy this guy wrote a good book and it was pretty good or this guy made a cartoon it was pretty funny oh this guy wrote some music and it was pretty good it would be 
a little it's it's easier for a person to to get like a suggestion from somebody else other than the person who made it the person who makes it so oh, this is great you should love it and uh, so i'm i'm hoping to get that that influence from other people out there to maybe share the stuff and and if they if they like it and it's also and it's weird because yeah of course i share it with my friends but not all my friends have my taste in music i'm saying i, I like metallica I, I like megadeth and limp biscuit and corn and bands like that it's not look even the other day metallica came to town i, I took my daughter <laughs> and quite frankly the only reason i think she wanted to go is that my daughter was not a metallica fan up until stranger things started playing stranger things had that i don't know if it's all over the internet now with the the character eddie munson playing a master of puppets from metallica so it's sort of for years years and years and years and years i've been a metallica fan and and people always kind of looked at you cross-eyed when you're a metallica fan oh that's that kill your mother kill your father throw your sister down the stairs music and and now all of a sudden because a popular tv show plays it now it's all of us all of a sudden they're blowing up and and you see people but that's also there's been a real trend i would say in the past year or two where people are wearing 80s band shirts and are clearly not fans like that's like the trendy thing now where like retro heavy metal hard rock bands t-shirts have become sort of like a style thing because a couple months ago in the beginning of the summer i took my daughter to this festival it was her little brother and sister were going to it so we all went as a as a group or whatever and all the young people teenagers and people in their early 20s i saw kiss t-shirts motley Crue t-shirts guns and roses t-shirts of course and it was well, excuse me a couple months ago i mean it was after stranger things a ton of fucking metallica shirts and the funny thing is there's someone who's been a diehard metallica fan someone who has like seven metallica tattoos like i have I, i've seen them including the week and a half ago when they played in buffalo i've seen metallica 36 times i'm obviously a diehard fan and you would think i would have loved the day where i can walk through a festival and see tons of people wearing heavy metal shirts but these people don't give a shit about the music they only wear the shirts to to because it's trendy now i mean and i'm hoping i mean obviously new people have been turned on to, to metallica like they're they're there are young people who are now checking out the band because master of puppets was sort of like their entryway it was their gateway drug into and, and that would be great for for a generation of younger people to get into that music and start making their own music that would be great i mean it's going to take a while before we see the, the the reverb of those of those actions but it was just it's so crazy when you see people wearing metallica shirts and, and, and look metallica isn't getting any younger all the every band that i like i don't i don't like any band that's come out in the past 10 15 years every band that i like has been around for at least 20 years i mean don't get me wrong it's not like they're bad there's bad music but you know, i guess my window of like my taste the, my, the window of my taste of music has, has, has come and gone 20 years ago so but that's i mean but sort of like putting out even the music i'm putting out i mean it's certainly not it's certainly not a metallica caliber it's metallica's obviously they're the best and shit like that but it's influenced by metallica and and so this is it's my contribution I would, it would be great to see 20 years kids walking around with industrious bastards t-shirts or something like that. So <laughs> that would be. But yes. Okay. So went to go see Metallica at the Bill Stadium. Have you ever been to Bill Stadium? Yeah. Oh. You you don't remember that picture I took the other day? Or not uh, the other day. Not the other day, like last season. All right. So you went to a game there. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I remember it, but I guess it's like my, my brain wasn't. My brain took a second to recall it. But oh, what a shithole. <laughs> 
I'm going to die for that one. No, I'm just saying it's like Bill Stadium. And the funny thing is, look, I, I obviously don't give a shit about sports. And and of course, I get no, up. Oh, I couldn't tell. No. <laughs> no. And I know, like, you always get upset. Like, I always get upset when you hear, shit. oh, the governor wants a jillion dollars for them to build a new stadium. And it's sort of for a, a team that makes its own money. And I get why the governor wants something like that, because it brings people to the area. The Metallica show. <laughs> Forget about it. After the show, the show ended at 11 and I did not want to sit in traffic. So I kind of hung out in the fucking parking lot. There, there was a, there was a, a food truck and, and I got, me and my daughter got some food. I got myself a Reuben sandwich on a, on a, on a, on a roll. And, and of course, with the line being the way it was, that already killed half an hour just us getting food. But it was sort of as soon as we got into the car. I mean, my daughter, she was at 11 o'clock. It's way past her bedtime. She kind of, well, not just, just about her bedtime in the summer. She pretty much just fell asleep in the car and, and I just sat. So, I I mean, people were, and even like pretty much my whole ride back from Buffalo to Rochester, 60 minutes, a little more, an hour and 15 minutes. There was people on, this is the highway at 11 o'clock at oh, 1230 at night. And it was still, it wasn't like I was the only car on the road. There, were, <laughs> there was a sea of people. So, I mean, I get it that people from all over come into Buffalo, spend their money in Buffalo, buy gas, buy, pay throughway tolls, pay, go to the local. And then, oh, the one thing that blew my mind was all the places around the stadium like people renting out like their their lawns and their and their driveways for like parking because mm-hmm. because the, the the stadium parking was 40 bucks and everyone around us 20 bucks 15 bucks and but like me i was sort of i don't want to deal with anyone's bullshit i'll just go to the stadium so i paid the 40 bucks just it was one of those deals like you pay the couple dollars extra just to not deal with fucking headaches and the funny thing is so many people had gone to the other the people the, all the private lots if you want to call it not even private lots people like here park on my lawn for 15 bucks so many people had gotten there that when i pulled into the actual like legit stadium parking lot i was right next to the fucking stadium <laughs> i don't think i had to walk more, no more than five minutes i mean it was i could throw a rock twice and hit the fucking stadium and so but the stadium thank god whoever now don't get me wrong okay we got the nosebleed seats because i was i was intending for my daughter to go i wanted her to go bucket list achieved even though she's not the biggest fan of them she likes them through stranger things i went took her to the show and so we got the nosebleeds and thank god whoever had seats around us either those seats were not bought or whoever bought the tickets never showed up because okay look i'm a big dude but i'm there with my daughter so at least like if i'm gonna spill over into another seat <laughs> you I'm know i'll spill over <laughs> i'll spill over in her direction because she's obviously smaller than me but and and of course with it being metallica even though it was in nosebleeds everyone stood the whole show which i, I didn't care i was i was i was up for it but you would think and it was so funny because you could clearly see the guys who were there with like their girlfriends and like the guys are into metallica and the girlfriends weren't because like after about five minutes all the girlfriends sat down <laughs> all the people who were there just to like be with other people that didn't give a shit about material they're sitting down it was so funny to see including my daughter <laughs> and but the seats were fucking tiny how do big fucking corn-fed buffalo motherfuckers sit in those seats because i'm a big dude and, and thank god no one was next to me. i mean i would be rubbing elbows with someone the whole fucking show and that would have been and maybe things are different when it's football but this is metallica and people are screaming and people are banging their heads and all this other stuff it, it was very thank god whoever thank goodness the seats next to us were kind of empty so i can have a little a little more area to kind of fucking breathe and not be scrunched scrunched up of course there was a couple of 
two rows ahead of us, there were fucking these dude bro, fucking corn-fed, a guy wearing a Patagonia shirt, a Patagonia baseball cap backwards, like real fucking douchey dude bros, real frat, frat guys. And they're singing and they're like arm bashing each other. And they're, now mind you, like I said, everyone's standing. They're like standing on their chairs. It was very fucking annoying. Thank God, like the way they were positioned, they weren't really blocking my view. But like, I felt bad whoever was standing behind them because it's sort of, imagine you, you got tickets to go see a show and you're bringing your girlfriend, whatever. And then these like eight or nine big giant fucking dude bros are all in front of you. What are you going to do? You can't tell them to sit down. You can't tell them or, or like, don't stand on the fuck. I mean, they eventually got off the chairs, but still, you're trying to enjoy the show and these big fucking monster fucking douchebags are in front of you. So luckily they didn't interrupt our show, but they were a little distracting. It was kind of annoying. And then right behind us were the girls that scream at, like, <laughs> Almost like if you're like shrieking, like if you're like a horror movie actress, ah! like that kind of screaming, like over and over. And and of course, you do that very well, by the way. <laughs> and I had I had gotten I, I I mean, obviously, being to a bunch of shows, I brought earplugs with me because I didn't know how loud it was going to get just in case. And, and, and my daughter's young. So I don't want hearing damage for her or anything like that. So I brought, I brought her and I earplugs. Now, the, since we were such in the nosebleeds, my ears weren't like my ears weren't hurting at the end. I mean, of course, they were hurting a little bit, but I've been to shows. Then again, usually in the past, I've been to shows that like I've been on the ground, like in the general admission area. So that your ears, if you don't have, if you don't bring ear protection, your ears are going to ring for the next two or three days. You're going to fucking, you're not going to hear things the next day. But I brought ear protection. But the funny thing is that like my daughter, she asked for ear protection, but not for even the music it was for those girls that were yelling behind her. She's like, it's so annoying. And <laughs> Can I have the earbuds, the earplugs? I said, all right. So, but I mean, obviously Metallica put on a great fucking show for James Hetfield just turned 59 for Christ's sake. I mean, yeah, it was in a shitty fucking stage. <laughs> And I guess, I guess the way the stadium is shaped, I guess there was only one place Metallica. And, and I, I found this out later. I was so upset because I saw, obviously you go to a show, you see, you see people wearing merchandise, you see people. Well, Metallica, they have like a different shirt for each show. And, they, and this one, it was like a skull with a football in it and all this shit. And I see people wearing it. And of course, it's also my fault for not asking the people, hey, where'd you get that? But I guess the stadium is shaped in such a weird way that they only had merch at one gate. Like I had, was sitting like I needed to go to gate three or whatever. And like merch was being sold by gate four. And so even if I had the time, because by the time I got there it was 730. I mean, Metallica didn't even go on till nine. But once I found the seats, I'm like, I don't want to fucking go anywhere. And and of course, also, let's keep in mind that the merch probably doesn't even fit me anymore because I'm a fat fuck. But maybe I wanted to buy something else, a bandana or some shit like I'm that. I'm just shaking my head at you. I'm just going to let you <laughs> right now. And then plus, like, I'm used to going to shows. And I don't know if it's like a, a downstate thing or maybe because. But like, I'm used to going to shows down in the city where after the show, there are a bunch of guys selling bootleg shirts. There are these guys. The, and, and the funny thing is when I lived in the Bronx, I lived in the projects in the Bronx. Uh, my ex-wife was, I, I was my ex-wife was wearing a bootleg shirt that I bought. I'm, a, a, I'm pretty sure it was a Metallica show. And the guy's like, oh, Metallica. And she was like, okay, yeah, how do you Metallica? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, we, we, make, those, we make those shirts out of my apartment. <laughs> and it was like, it, it's like in the projects in the Bronx. So, and it's funny, you know, the guy sold the bootleg shirts and he's always trying to run from the cops or be like, you know, they were being, they don't, they don't, they try to advertise it without really trying to advertise it. Like the guys that sell like scalp tickets or, or guys are, or a drug dealer. They don't right. want to get in trouble, but they're like, hey, hey, you got, I, got boot, I got bootleg shirts. I got bootleg shirts. <laughs> So that's funny. Uh, but there were there was none at this show. But then again, I mean, <clears throat> with it being the way it is, I mean, there were fucking like state troopers and shit. The show there there were state troopers at the show. So I guess big shirts guys.
guys aren't going to deal with those fucking guys. So, so once again, no, I didn't get, I didn't get any like official merch at the show. Enjoyed it. The music, the sound wasn't that great, but I don't know if that was just like the stadium. <laughs> I don't know if it was the stadium's fault or whatever, but I'm pretty, I, it was one of those deals. Maybe also because I was in a nosebleeds, maybe this, I'm used to the fucking, but then again, I, like I said, I usually go to general admission. So when you're in general admission, the, the, sh- the music fucking vibrates your body. But I had a blast. I mean, Metallica was really good. Like I said, for guys that are getting old and they still put on a kick ass show. And all right, so let's talk about, let's move and of course, let's get into some Trump bashing. It's been a while. Since, and it's funny because like I don't really, I post stuff on Facebook, but I don't, I, I haven't gotten deep into like all the new shit that's been going on. But let's talk real quick about how the FBI raided Mar a Lago. Mm-hmm. And but it's so funny because there's so all these people on the news, like this is the first time ever that the FBI has had to investigate. The FBI has had to investigate a former president and all this shit. And it's like, yeah, but he's also the first president to ever get impeached twice. <laughs> and and from what I understand, none of it wasn't. It's the narrative of like Biden has an agenda after him or anything like that. It was it was a judge and 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 totally legit papers. This was a, a legit. This isn't some witch hunt that the narrative that the other people are trying to paint. And from what I understand, I don't, once again, I'm not, this is not a news source. We're not a source of news, but you know, some of the things that he had, they said he had nuclear, nuclear secrets. And then they were also concerned that they were sort of like, for the lack of a better term, payroll for American spies. But then again, have you obviously having a payroll for American spies means you have the spies information. So imagine if you have a list of American spies, that would be very valuable to the highest bidder, someone who's not in the United States, potentially the Saudis, and then, and then like Irving Kushner or whatever the, the, is one of his one of his lackeys. Mm-hmm. Or, or no, was it is it Irving Kushner that married his or no, the it's, daughter? It's, um, who's the one had, that married the daughter? You had to you had to ask me that question. I, I'd have to look that up. <laughs> but I'm saying, it, I mean, it, I don't know. Why I'm drawing a blank it, on that it was someone, I'm sure it's been drilled in my brain. It's someone who had lots of interactions with the Saudis and, and it would be very, it would behoove them. It would be very, where he had gotten a billion dollars from the Saudis and, and, and it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that, that them handing that information over to the Saudis was sort of the, the payback for the money that was given to the individual. Once again, I'm not, I'm not a, a news source, but all this stuff seems very, very shady on Trump's behalf. And, and, and I, and, and thank God the FBI are doing their job. They're not turning a blind eye to their former boss. These are people, cause don't get me wrong. Look, there are, there are a bunch of fucking MAGA assholes all over this country and, and, and I hate those motherfuckers. But there are Isn't other true? there are other people who are like legit Republicans that are Trump is a fucking psycho. Like there's people yeah. who there are people who are Republicans that are like, he does not represent us and he's he's doing criminal shit and I don't abide by it and and okay fine he was the president but now but we're going to enforce the law because the law needs to be enforced and he's not going to get he's not going to get a pass just because he was the fucking president. So it's good to see that the people in power and of course when Steve Bannon fucking started telling on him and and Alex Jones is like in endorsing other fucking celebrities and other endorsing other candidates and shit so i think it's it's i think i it puts a little faith back in the system that that there are people who will enforce the law even if it means i mean i mean I, of course i love the fact that they're they're they're, they're holding trump accountable I, I i love that idea so and then what was the other and now there are politicians out there that are putting out the most outrageous fucking ads. People that are that are that are in the camp of Trump, or, or sort of saying, if I can get people who like Trump 
to like me. I'll get this very, very fanatical ba- base. I'll get, and like there was a guy, and I don't have his name off the top of my head, where he basically said in his campaign ad, if the FBI raided my thing, they would need body bags. How does that, how is that not a fucking threat? How do you say something like that? And, and not, and, I mean, of course, maybe, maybe he is being investigated. They just haven't acted on it yet because you can't just, you can't just jump and react. And obviously, but it was just, it just seems like a, such, to say something like Seems that, like they're idiots is basically what's going yeah. on here. And I mean, you know, look, and uh, I mean, at, at the very least, maybe it put him on a list or whatever, and they're going to watch him, whatever he fucking does. And then from this point on, if he fucking sneezes the wrong way, they probably, they, maybe they are probably building a case against him now. But it just, it, and it's so funny that all these people who were like back the blue, back the blue, all of a sudden hate the FBI. And like, whatever happens to back the blue and blue lives matter and all this shit, the FBI are just cops, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, 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 they're federal cops. They're federal police, federal law enforcement. And now all of a sudden, you don't want to back the blue when it's coming after your guy, when it's, when it's, when it's hitting your boy, your cult leader. So it just it shows you how, I mean, it, I mean, obviously, look, we saw that shit on, on, on January, uh, January 6th, the people, all of a sudden, the cops are, the cop was killed and, and cops are getting crushed and people were trying to swing their flags at, 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 at cops and shit like that so these people are showing their ass and all of a sudden it's back to blue back to blue until it's not convenient for you <clears throat> and now all of a sudden so it's just it just it just shows the fucking hypocrisy and once again and i and i but it, the the fact that there was a judge that signed off of it fbi you have to play by the fucking rules especially with something with, in the case this fucking high profile I'm pretty sure all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed, and they, they're going to go after Trump. And th- thank God that there are people that are doing that. Yeah, and let's and, and let's not forget that Putin, Putin and Trump, they they're buddies. I mean, I know they're they're pointing fingers at the Saudis, but what the fuck is Putin? You know, Putin's probably gotten some also. You can't take fucking documents and put them in a fucking in a in a in a, in a, in a, a golf course. <laughs> That's sure, you can. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just it, it blows my mind how fucking bold he was. And of course, I mean, it's been a while since we since we recorded. But if I if my mistakes are if my if my notes are t- to be taken correctly, it was after the last episode where Roe v. Wade was turned over. Yep. And that fucking blows my mind because one, I mean, we have Supreme Court justices justices like Kavanaugh who had said they're going to leave Roe v. Wade alone because that decision was already made. And for them to just overturn it like that, it's, it's, it's perjury for, for Kavanaugh to say that he would leave it alone and then vote against it later on. And I think this is sort of, this is this is the pushback from Trump being out of office. And there's this conservative pushback that all these people want to take back their country. And the, the scary part is this sets a precedent. You get rid of Roe v. Wade, what's next? Is it going to be gay marriage? And, and obviously, look, this, uh, something like that doesn't affect me directly, but it's sort of there's a lot of people I love and I care about that are <laughs> that are that are gay and and of course look and of course it's taking the rights away from women. It, it, you're yeah. gonna say that that women can't make a decision with their own fucking bodies. And abortion is an a per, is a personal decision. And anybody who is opposed to abortion are opposed to it because of their religious beliefs. And your religious beliefs should if you don't believe in having an abortion, then you cannot get an abortion. Go right ahead. That's <laughs> that's your have every fucking kid that that every have every kid. Now look. I've I've had an ex in the past say they got an abortion. 
I wasn't there. I didn't endorse it. it. It fucks with you. But I think it was a, I think it was a stupid mind game. I don't think she actually did it. I don't think, I, I don't think she was pregnant, to be honest with you. I think she had said, but obviously I've never had an abortion. I've never, I've never told someone directly, get an abortion. I've never paid for an abortion. I've never, once again, I had an ex tell me that they went and got an abortion, but I think that was just a bullshit, stupid mind game that they were just fucking with me just to make me feel like shit. And, and I, and I have a history of. <laughs> <laughs> being with women with fucking mental issues. So I, I've never had an abortion, but that's, but that, whatever my belief is, my belief. And, if, and, and, and if I say, oh, that is a baby inside, but that's not my, that's not my position to tell anybody else. I don't believe in abortion and I just won't get one or I won't tell, I won't tell someone, oh, you, you have to get an abortion. That's not my job. And take rights away from people over clearly religious beliefs is, is, is such a backslide and, and it's very scary because what can happen next? And so that just worries the shit out of me. Yes, before we go to break, Paul, mm-hmm. you've been having some changes in your life since the last episode. Also, you've had some big things go down. I don't know what you want to, exactly what you want to talk about, so I'll leave this up to you. Mm. Are, are you done talking? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, let me let me say, I just find it hilarious that everybody's everybody's like went quiet because Trump. They know that he fucked up, but they don't want to say that mm-hmm. because they don't want to get in trouble. It, 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 let's put it this way: the best present that we could get is him winning, him winning the Republican nomination this time around, which he probably won't. But and for president, and then getting defeat, getting just absolutely destroyed in the next election, because I don't think he's gonna really, I don't think it's gonna do them any good, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like he, I mean, don't get me wrong. Do I think he's gonna go to jail? No, I don't think he's gonna go to jail because he's going to fight this until the day he dies. He, he is ne- he's not gonna cooperate with law enforcement. He is going to block and, 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 and have things push back and, and delay. He will never hold, throw up his hands and say, you got me. I'm guilty. But he's going to fight this until he fucking dies. I, I, that's, that's how I see it. He will never, I mean, of course they need to find, they, they really need the real deal smoking gun and God knows what's going on behind closed doors, but he will never, he will never sit there and say guilty. I'm guilty. And, and he's an older guy and he doesn't take exactly, he doesn't exactly take great care of himself, but I think he will be fighting this until the day he's in the ground. Probably. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I I get where you're coming from. And I just, it's, listen, I know people didn't like Hillary Clinton, but if you would have voted Hillary Clinton, we wouldn't be in this fucking cesspool of problems that we have. And and it's and it's the thing we get people complaining about this about Biden about this about Biden, but here's the real here's the here's the the thing, okay? It's quiet. It's it's quiet. I don't have to hear about some president doing something stupid every single fucking day. And I don't mean by like stupid as in a normal stupid thing, but as in why did you cause a pandemic because you pulled all of our inspectors or whatever was monitors out of all these countries? Why did you ruin relations with all these countries that Biden has pretty much mended, thank God, and almost caused wars? You know what I mean, like mm. it's like I'm I'm just I'm so happy that he's gone out of office. I just think I think because they found legitimate things that you can't really support a guy that just did espionage basically. And here's the thing: we don't even know if he sold anything. So it's, who knows? But I mean, they gave this dude like 50 chances to give up all of the stuff that he took yeah. and legitimately like they legitimately went, listen, we don't want to do this. Just give us the files and we'll be out of your hair. We won't do anything. Dude's, oh, yeah, here, I gave you all the files. And then they come to find out that dude was still hiding more files. And they're like, listen, <laughs> listen, one more time. Give all the files back. 
You can't have these files. Yes, you were president, but that doesn't give you the right now not being a president to do this. Mm-hmm. And he was basically said to them, fuck you without saying fuck you. And that's why they raided him. Like, th- this isn't like something where Biden was go fucking get him. This was you're an idiot. We had to do this. Oh, by the way, we might continue to have to do this because you still won't give up everything. I don't know. So it. <sighs> I'm just glad I'm just glad that he's being exposed and I still don't understand why this dude isn't in jail yet honestly yeah at this point and yeah I agree that there there are republicans out there it's what I call there's a quiet minority out there quiet majority out there not minority majority out there that doesn't like any of this shit mm-hmm. but because because of what they're dealing with they because of what they're seeing what what and they don't want to deal with what trump was doing that's what i wanted to say they don't want trump back in the office they're gonna vote him out but yeah there's gonna be some republicans that still get voted in but yeah he's they're gonna get voted out and i mean while we're on the subject of republicans i, I feel bad for liz cheney i mean talking about a republican that's actually listen listen 93 percent of the time voted with trump basically is votes in votes for Trump most of the time, but because she doesn't want this idiot in office, they vote her out. And that just shows you like how parts of the country is delusional. Like I just, I, I can't understand it. I really just can't. It's, it's, I mean, we have it here in Rochester, the idiots that had, that threw a anti-liberal party. <laughs> like they didn't, mm. they aren't necessarily racist, but then they have Twitter where they said racist things and they had June, t- anti-Juneteenth signs at the party. So it's kind of, yeah. yeah, maybe you weren't racist, but you didn't make yourself look any better. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just, I, I I just feel like that's the, I mean, I, I feel like how you have been feeling lately, like you've been telling me, why <coughs> This is all kind of leading into what I'm what I'm about to say. So I I I just go to work and come home. Mm-hmm. If we got to go to the store, fine. If we go to my girlfriend's parents or my my mom's house, fine. But that's it. And it's not just because of I don't want to go out. It's because I have a young kid. I don't want to get him sick. So I just don't want to deal with. It. But speaking of changes, I I recently changed and got a better job. I'm gonna actually have a I I think I'm gonna have something better here coming up. But and I and I feel bad because people are gonna make fun of me for this because I I don't know if I really want to say this but because people are gonna be like well, you, you kind of did it to yourself but it really wasn't like that but i was actually working at gamestop i don't like to really kind of reveal where i work but because this place turned into such a cesspool i, I was like fuck it i'm gonna talk about this on the podcast <laughs> it was kind of like plant with planet fitness like planet fitness kind of like fucked me over and i wanted to just blast them on the podcast because they deserve to be blasted honestly i'll be honest with you so some of you are probably gonna sit there and go well paul how bad gamestop was you saw the complaints we don't really need to go into that yeah Yeah, but number one i was getting offered a a good wage at the time the benefits actually for my position weren't bad and i was i was doing about 36 hours on average so again it wasn't and this is at the beginning it wasn't like it was bad because it wasn't but we got into like 2022 and all of a sudden it just went way downhill like my position they were like, oh, you're going to be full time, but your hours will, will fluctuate between 24 and 32 hours. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You want to say that again? Yeah, that's a slap in the face. The store leader, the store leader's hours, instead of it being 40 to 44 hours, I think, I think that's what the max was. It went from, it went to 36 to 44 hours. And you're sitting there going, okay, one plus one doesn't equal, doesn't equal out there either. Okay. Um, <laughs> so 
and and by the way, all the, the store leaders are going to get their hours because now payroll was taken down. Hours were changed for the store, and I'm sitting here looking at looking around like, what the? F- I, I I can't I can't stay here. And and the people that I was working with, I wasn't seeing them because me and my store leader are taking up most of the hours, and my store leader just turned into this like quiet person where he wouldn't joke around he was quiet always stayed to himself and dude i need to if somebody's working with me i need to have fucking interaction dude was just so fucking quiet i could i'm like sitting here like i wanted to be did i do something wrong do you hate me i mean i i don't know what to say here what i mean like did something happen and you're just pissed at me I, i don't get what's going on Mm-hmm. So like a, a combination of all of that just was all of that was I got to get the fuck out of here because number one I can't live on I can't live on twenty four hours yeah. in a week no that that's not gonna happen number two if I'm not gonna be if I'm not gonna be it sounds like your your daughter's having fun in the background yeah um, it's that it's those two weeks like she was going to camp for the summer so it's it's the two weeks after camp but before school starts so <laughs> See, she's this is sort what of, happens when you re- this is what happens when you record a podcast live well I hope I wish it was live because that would be entertaining but yeah like gamestop man like I'm just sitting here going wow like it was bad and it, it got even worse because for example there was one general manager i'm not going to say what story was here in rochester but the dude had been around for years like over a decade dude just after he heard about like the 24 to 32 hour thing and whatever he just he was here's my two weeks and basically the whole store almost quit because he was leaving and now what they're doing is they're making these store leaders do like like run two stores at the same time yeah and my position, basically, they're not even hiring my position anymore. So they're just basically like, what was I going to say? It's like, I, I'm i just sitting here like going, wow, are, are you really want to run these people into the ground? Mm. By the way, are you basically just trying to, are you trying to get people to quit? Because people have just been, it's on a weekly basis, dude. Like there's at least several people quitting every single week because of how shitty GameStop has been. It was bad before, but this is like an extreme, you know what I mean? And it's not like GameStop stores are doing bad per se, because most of the stores that are there are either doing it close to a million or over a million a year. So they, all they did was clear out the stores that were doing shitty. What I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's like if if you did that and your stores are all doing very well, then why the fuck are you trying to make more money just by crippling your stores? You're killing people. What I mean? Yeah. So. And I can only imagine the fucking clientele. Like that's the one thing I love about my current job is I don't fucking have to deal with the public. That's as, and and I I have I have no real complaints about my current job. But one of the greatest benefits of this job is just not having to deal with fucking Joe Blow on the street. Give me a computer, <laughs> give me a bunch of fucking files, give me a bunch of cases, and let me deal with that and not have to deal with one fucking. I mean, of course, of course, I communicate with my coworkers, but they're my coworkers. You have to communicate with them, but not not somebody with time on their hands and, right. and nothing else better to do but to come into your area and make your life fucking hard because they they they've, they've never worked a day in their life or they don't they have time to kill or some shit like that fuck that 
Well, I, I, I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but I had a customer come in with a pre-owned controller. They had a warranty on it, and behind me was like four or five pre-owned controllers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a simple swap out. If they want to get another warranty, great. If they don't, whatever. That's that's supposed to be what GameStop's policies, right? Mm-hmm. They they were they, they all of a sudden assumed like I was going to get them, they could get a new controller. And I'm sitting there looking at them, what are you guys doing? Well, well, we're going to get another controller. I'm like, right. You have a you have a warranty for used controller and I have like four or five of them behind me. I can easily swap this out right now if you want to get another warranty on this one, great. If you don't, like, no, 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 we want a new one. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't we don't just do that. And they they would make up this excuse, oh, well, you've done that before. I'm, well, that's great, but this is policy. Oh, and and then the next one, and by the way, they bought this at a different GameStop, so it's, it's they didn't really do it here. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, and then they bought it at the store that they bought it. They're, oh well, 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 they they said that we had to buy a used one because they didn't have a new one at the time. I'm like, Look, guys, I understand what you're trying to do. If I didn't have any controllers behind me, yeah, I would offer you a brand new controller just to satisfy this. But I have used controllers behind. Me. Mm-hmm. And they 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 left eventually. I think I was gonna get in trouble for that, and I'm like sitting there like. How do I get in trouble for that? And the other employees are like, well, I, I would just give them the new one, make them pay the difference. And the only way, the only reason I would do that is if they got a warranty. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Like, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, I want to follow policy. But so it, it, it was just, you would get stupid shit like that. So that, that just was ugh. like, I, I just couldn't. I was just done with GameStop. Oh, there was there was one week too. I know I'm going on a bitching spree. Just just <laughs> indulge me. I've been wanting to do this for weeks. There was a day where, and this is how shitty GameStop is. One of the employees called in. It was <laughs> a Thursday, luckily, so I didn't. I think it was a Wednesday or a Thursday, so it didn't really affect me working in my other job. <laughs> but I'm sitting there going, okay. I need to find somebody to work. No, no, we can't find anybody to work. Like not even any any other GameStops did somebody want to come over and work. I'm and I'm just sitting sitting there thinking to myself, I'm not getting paid enough to do this. Plus you're going to do this whole 24 to 32 hour thing to me? No, nah, I'm I'm good. That's when I really started looking for jobs cuz I was just whatever. And now I'm I'm working at a bank and I'm really happy actually mm-hmm. where I'm working. I'm hoping for something better like that I'm going to be making more money, but at the moment, this is a really good job. I like the people I work with. It, it's it's in my wheelhouse and it and it works. So that's kind of what's been going on with me. So excuse me for bitching, but I, I had to get that out of my system. I've been wanting to do this on this podcast for <laughs> for a few weeks now. So yeah, you know, I think with that we'll be back with more digging fart jokes. Hey guys, Future Chris coming to you from editing the podcast, and usually this would be the part of the show where we put advertisements, but after the 10 year anniversary I decided advertisements should go on the back burner for the time being, but I am curious to know who's still listening to the show, so I have an offer valid for one person. The first person to reach out to me and let me know that you listen to the podcast can reach me on any of my socials or at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com and I will send you ten dollars on Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, or slap it in an envelope and mail it to you. I'm just curious on who actually listens to the show. So reach out. Don't be a stranger. 
back to the show. All right, Paul, let's talk about it's been, what, just a little over two months now worth of nerdy news. We had San Diego Comic-Con come and go. There was so much stuff there, but I don't think I want to rehash everything that happened there. Let's talk about some other new current news and not exactly good stuff, but just stuff that's been going on and the stuff that we and we love. The Discovery, Warner Brothers, a merger, buyout, whatever you want to call it. This clusterfuck of things that are going on, from what I understand, this is the same guy, the guy that's in charge, the the, the head head guy, is the same guy who killed CNN Plus, which of course, yes, probably wasn't the greatest idea in the first place, but he sort of made it his mission to drive it into the ground. And now Discovery, buying Warner Brothers, were already feeling reverberations where they canceled the Batgirl movie, which was going to bring back Michael Keaton. Oh, dear Lord. Chris is opening up the can of worms. He's going to want me to go on for like an hour. Oh, Jesus. I'm just saying is they they wrote it off. And it's, and of course, whenever I hear the word wrote off, whenever I hear that phrase now, I I instantly think of our buddies and Megas XLR, how the, the cartoon itself was wrote off. And meaning that you write it off for tax purposes. They're, they're taking a financial loss anyway, but it's sort of, you can write it off and like you can write it off. I think I want to say the movie costs like 90 million. They're writing it off for 70 million. So they're still losing like $20 million. But I guess, and, and, and it just, it just seemed at first, yeah, just put it on HBO Max. Maybe you don't want to push it for the theaters. You don't want to advertise the shit out of it. Throw it on HBO Max the same day it was supposed to hit theaters and call it a day. Well, it turns out, I guess HBO Max itself is slowly getting dismantled i don't have well discovery discovery plus is getting dismantled too there i mean if you would allow me Mm -hmm. i can explain a little bit more because i mean if you've been stalking twitter like you usually do chris because i see you in the background (laughs) every fucking side note for everybody that's listening to the podcast right now Mm -hmm. chris is like a fucking serial stalker on twitter so like all of a sudden like you won't see him at all on twitter and then he'll just pop up and like make a comment (laughs) or post something and i'm like okay hi where have you been well that's the funny thing is i'm 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 always on twitter i just never post to twitter i guess i go to twitter every day but Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's so weird i mean obviously when i post i obviously I'm all over Facebook, but yeah, Twitter, I sort of, I guess, yeah, lurk, stalk, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, so what was I going to say? So the Time Warner, I mean, the so Warner Brothers. The, basically, what's so what's been going on is what they're doing, which is even worse, is I don't even see that. That's the thing that confuses me. They've taken a lot of animated shows off of HBO Max. They've taken several shows off of Discovery Plus that aren't animated. And by the way, when you say Discovery Plus, that's across multiple network shows that were on the service. They haven't really like it's weird because they really haven't said like it's been written off, but people are starting to assume that they're trying to write it off. And I mean, Mm -hmm. like all these shows, but it's for example, I saw like one person messaged HBO Max and their response was, oh, like if you say, hey, look, I I really like this show. Why did you take it off? They, They emailed back and said they did their little automated message that they normally do. But like they they said, this is only a temporary thing. So it's like, oh. Okay, so are these shows gone forever? Are they just temporary take temporarily taken off? Is this another Batgirl thing? I- I'm just like sitting here going, okay, my head hurts. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm patiently waiting to see what exactly what they're trying to do. I think the biggest thing that annoys me 
is that HBO Max is doing really well as its own thing. Mm -hmm. And instead of just absorbing everything from Discovery and putting it right on one on just HBO Max, which I don't know about you, but that just makes real fucking sense to me. Of course, yeah. Like, it's the better service. It's doing well. Why change something if it's working? They're creating a whole nother store streaming service to put both of these together. And I'm sitting here going, but why? Yeah, you're shooting yourself <laughs> like, in the foot. And that's, that's the thing. Like, we're all, we're all staring at each other going, what are you doing here? And luckily so far, nothing has been touched tsunami wise, not even the anime that's being created for it. So knock on wood and who knows tomorrow they may say oh this show got canceled or whatever you you sit there and you go huh okay so you're doing this with the streaming service but then you're not touching this over here what's going on i mean like i i don't know so it's just very like frustrating right now at least in my world Mm -hmm. tsunami wise because you're kind of sitting here for example and this will piss you off chris i don't know if you knew this so they're they're producing a new animated batman series i'm sure that yeah it was supposed to go on HBO Max. It's not anymore. They're gonna try to. They're gonna try to shop it around. And sell it, yeah. You okay? Fine. You don't want to put it on HBO Max. I get it. I'm sitting there going, why don't you put this on fucking Toonami? Like, you don't want to put it on the service. Put it on fucking Toonami. <laughs> By the way, you played Batman the animated series back in the day. It fucking makes sense that you put Batman on Toonami. By the way, you can make it more adult like too because it's on Adult Swim. <laughs> Like, my, my head hurts, Chris. Like, it just seems to get worse by the day. And, I mean, I don't know if you've seen Sketch's tweets, but, yeah, he is. There's people like him that are just really pissed about it. He actually canceled HBO Max because of this. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so that's how bad it is. Yeah, but uh, Everything's yeah, going I mean, away. It's, it's, I, I thought it would be a good thing because they would do better things than AT&T was doing. And I don't know if people would agree with me, but I think what AT&T was doing in comparison was not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was not that bad. Like, I, I, I have HBO, and maybe that's why, maybe that's why they're getting rid of HBO Max, because a lot of people that have AT&T got HBO Max for free. Mm. I think that might be part of it, but it's just, I don't know. I just, I'm sitting here looking at it going, okay. What's the point of this? Yeah. What's the point of this? Why are you taking shows off? Why are you starting a new streaming service when you have a streaming service that's successful? What I mean, like there's a lot of unanswered questions and they need to fix it. Now, I will say I do like that Discovery wants to put these movies in theaters instead of just putting them on the serve on on their streaming service because you want to make a profit. And the guy that's leading this is, yeah, we need to make a profit. So there's not, it's not all bad, but then you see these things and you see all these things happening and you're just, okay, my head hurts. So yes, it's a very, very weird situation, Chris, and it's a very frustrating situation. And I'm just, I'm not sure where this is going to go. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to all wait and see what happens. Yeah. It's sort of like, I know, I think there was a, it was a Bruce Tim show that, that was also needs to be shopped around for the, for the app. And it's just this guy, he's, I don't know what his end game is, but it's sort of too, a lot. It seems like all these future projects are going to get scrapped. And it's sort of, look, the DC universe was sort of, it was hard enough as it is with the movies, not getting, not getting the respect, obviously in the shadow of Marvel. They said they have, they say they have a 10 year plan, but the, this is like the third time in the past, like five or six years, we've heard <clears throat> them say we have a 10 year plan. Um, well, so I, I think, I think, Discovery probably does have a plan when it comes to 
the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I think what they were trying to do with Batgirl wasn't, at least from what I saw, from what I, not from what I saw, but from what I heard, it just sounded really bad. The movie sounded really fucking bad. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that annoys me on the flip side of that. You made a movie that was basically pretty much almost done and you scrapped the whole thing and deleted it. Why? Like you spent what? What was it? 90 million, I think, on this film? Yeah. Like, why not just throw it on the streaming service? Like, if you didn't like it that much, throw it on the streaming service. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. Like, we're, we're, we're not, we're not, again, this doesn't take rocket science to, to figure out. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. You don't need to be, you don't need to be Einstein to, to figure this out. Like, just put it on the service. I so, think there's also this, there's sort of this weird, stupid mentality of when someone comes in, they have to shake things up and they have to like if if something is successful but was it was something that happened before they came in before their regime it's oh you're taking credit for something you're not responsible you didn't have anything to do with this so it's sort of it's sort of like you're coming in to, to like your first day in jail and you find the, the biggest inmate and knock him out you, you're trying to to like show your oh anything can happen and look we're just going to cancel this 90 million dollar movie because just because it's right. it's like it's this weird sort of like dick wave for the lack of a better term. I mean, like, I don't look what I can do. I don't think it's a dick waving thing. I think it's more of a we don't know what the fuck we're doing kind of thing. Oh yeah. And again, I, I I completely understand like not wanting to come in, start with a fresh slate and wipe whatever debt clean and make a profit, but you're not gonna make a profit when you first take over a company. Like that it it, it doesn't make sense, honestly. And I almost feel like I almost feel like you're setting yourself up to sell this to sell Warner Brothers off every all this stuff that you have in the libraries off. You know what I mean, like at, at this point, you should probably just sell it to Disney or I, I sell was, it to Netflix. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of just said, imagine, imagine if this is some sort of weird play to fucking just cash in to fucking cash it at Disney and just say, mm-hmm. look, we're gonna dismantle this shit, get everything, kill everything that was supposed to be, be made, and just fucking let sell it to Disney because they have the money. They 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 threw money at. Mar- Marvel, they threw money at Fox, they threw money at a couple other intellectual properties. This would be, which would be fucking game changing, which would be mind blowing if, if, if something like that was happening. Cause I trust, I trust the Disney Marvel people to, 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 to give DC. The, uh, I mean, Warner Brothers would still be Warner Brothers, but I mean, you had this right. incredible chunk of IP where, and then you got the Marvel with their deep pockets, or, or, or should I say Disney with their deep pockets, and say, hey, well, we're, we're, we, we, we sort of, we, we've, we've cleared the table for you. Would you like to buy this table? <laughs> well, but, but see, here's the thing. So Disney, Disney not only has Disney Plus, but they have Hulu. If I were Disney, I would be like, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to take all this Warner Brothers shit. I'm going to go buy this, all of Warner Brothers stuff, all of Discovery stuff, and throw it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Take maybe take some of that stuff and put it on Disney Plus, but mainly just put it on Hulu. Now you got two powerful streaming services being run by one company, and then Netflix is dying slowly. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Now we're we're talking about a potential monopoly happening. I don't foresee that happening. I foresee somebody smaller coming in and getting Netflix under Disney's nose. Maybe like a Peacock or 
Oh, that's another fucking service that we could talk about for ages that's shitty, but having Peacock take it or CBS or Paramount, I should say, taking it. It's, I foresee a lot of shrinkage in the market here soon. By the time within 10 years, Chris, we're probably not going to see Netflix. We're probably not going to see Peacock and whatever Discovery and Warner Brothers put together into whatever that streaming service is. We may not see that if they keep up what they're doing. So you're looking at Paramount Plus. And you're looking at Disney Plus and Hulu. You're looking at three services, two of which are owned by the same company, doing well. And the rest just getting tossed aside. I mean, I hate to say this, but imagine imagine Disney owning Toonami. Like, I see Toonami doing very well with that. Being, I, I see them using Toonami much better than what it's been used for, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, put that on their Disney channel. Are you kidding me? They would love that all fucking day long. But... I digress. Yeah, and keep Hulu for the more adult. Yeah. So it's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens in the next 10 years. And I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be bad. Hopefully we can talk about wrestling because that's that's turned into something good. And we can talk about that because I'm sure you want to talk about Vince's dick, <laughs> dick move, so to speak. But I'll be honest with you. I'm not super following what's going on with Vince. All I know is like he paid off. He paid off. Uh, was it more than one person that he had sex with or was it just one person? I mean. We can go into it in a minute if you want to continue with this yeah. or if you want to just if you want to start into that. I don't care. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much said everything that I had to say. Oh, okay. but I'm, I mean, I'm terrified of what this guy's going to do. I think yeah. we're all terrified, man. And, 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 and being I mean, one of the one of the main pillars of the show. I mean, we started this, this whole show because you and I were having a conversation about Mega XLR and seeing how here we are almost 20 years later. And people still ask for that show, and and the, the the show's creators are handcuffed because they could never, they can't touch it because it was written off. So this writing off seems to be an absolute death sentence for for shows and so much creative intellectual property and stuff that we love. And I have HBO Max. I mean, I don't pay for it, <laughs> but I mean, I have HBO Max. I I I enjoy it. I I visit it frequently. For them to take it away is going to be it's going to suck. Oh, th- okay. I, there's one thing I did want to add to this thing because. I was sort of curious on the whole, like, how the fuck does Discovery have this kind of money to be thrown around because it's Discovery? And I was watching a video and, like, Discovery also kind of owns, like, all these, like, Learning Channel mm-hmm. and, 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 and TLC, not, not TLC, so all of those under that umbrella. And, like, in the past five years, or even, I mean, if you want to say 10 years, but, like, yeah. there's been a huge, all these bullshit reality shows. All these so they, fucking they, ninety day fiance yeah. and 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 before the ninety days and and fucking Bigfoot Hunter they've, and they've <laughs> made a lot of money off all that shit, man. I don't know how. Because I mean, the show made a lot of money because the show costs fifty dollars. I mean, think about it. Because all you all you're really doing is you're you're you have people you you take people that are unknowns, so you could pay them fucking piss money. You have interns that are producing the show, like that are making like you 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 record a billion hours worth of footage. So okay, so that that's I mean okay, that's a good chunk of money you're paying for film. But nowadays everything's digital and shit like that. And then you're paying an editor, and and they always kind of they probably have one main editor and like fifteen fucking interns. The interns are doing the real work, and so a show. Those shows are fucking dirt cheap to make. I I, I, try to, I remember reading an article, and this was years ago. And it was sort of like they were talking about like Pimp My Ride, and yeah. how like the sheer budget for that show was it was like twelve grand an episode or some shit like that. And it's the whole thing is once you once you get the cameraman, and once you have you pay exhibit. <laughs> 
and the cameraman. You throw the rest of the money at 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 the, the West Coast Customs. But I mean, I mean, I could say pit my rights. So here we are, twenty years later, and people still know that show. And it was yeah. because it was dirt fucking cheap to make twelve grand they an episode. Never canceled it either. It was yeah. a great show. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like the the these reality shows are made for nothing and make big fucking money. And like I said, I've never seen. If I ever say I'm gonna watch 98, 98 Day Fiance, please stab me in the fucking eyeballs. But I'm aware of the show. I've seen people from that show all over social media. I've seen people talk about it. I've listened to podcasts and people talk about it. I'm aware of his presence. Now, there's a bunch of billion other shows on all over TV that I don't know exists, but this fucking dirt cheap show to make, you take some fucking lonely guy, you take some fucking immigrant that's going to marry him and you film it. And it's always, obviously it's always going to be a train wreck. It's, it's guaranteed to be a, guaranteed to be a train wreck. And, there, and there's a demand for it. And, and yeah. that's, I'm, that's because I was like, at first I was like, fuck is discovery making all these. And, and I had watched a video today about it and it, yeah discovery has built its its back recently on the fucking last five to ten years worth of bullshit mm-hmm. bigfoot hunters and 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 then these were all and all on channels that were supposed to be 20 years ago 30 years ago were all like real educational channels tlc used to be tlc used to mean something it's <laughs> like the learning channel was was or i mean not I'm not bringing not AMC, but back in the AMC was American Movie Classics, and then 10, 15 years now it's like Dog the Bounty Hunter, and like the culture, yeah. our culture has gotten to this point where we love these shows; they're dirt cheap to make, and it's making Discovery so much fucking money that they can buy out Warner Brothers, and of course Warner Brothers, they were with AOL, it used to be AOL Time Warner, then it was well, they, know, Time Warner, and then they, they didn't really, AT&T. they didn't really buy them out; they bought the, they bought the majority of stock in the company, and that resulted in them owning it, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is I mean, Warner Brothers has, has hoarded itself out in the past stuff, but it, it just it blew my mind to realize that yeah. Discovery made all this money off of mm-hmm. the most dumb fucking, <laughs> stupidest fucking, the decline of Western civilization these kind of shows are. And so that, that that's, I kind of wanted to throw that out there. You know? Yeah. And then, so, okay, so Vince McMahon, now I'm not. I don't, okay, I don't know. So, I know he was fucking somebody on the side or some shit like that, right? Is that is so? That... So basically, so basically, throughout the years, Vince has done stupid shit. We know this. This is nothing new. Oh yeah, he's a monster. Like Vince has done some stupid things. I mean, honestly, like he, there was an interview that Pat McAfee did with him, mm-hmm. and I, and it was, it was a really good interview actually, because I think he gave some insight of how he came up and all that, all that stuff. It was a really good interview, but Vince has obviously done some let's just say interesting things in the past i mean he was he did go to trial for something and basically got basically got out of it but vince and women in the past have obviously been some kind of problem it's been hinted at several times but nobody's really like made a big thing of it at least not from what i've seen but i could be wrong and i apologize i apologize if i'm being wrong on that but this is kind of like the the bigger thing where and i'm gonna personally i personally think chris that his daughter stephanie and her husband triple h or his name is paul jean paul uh, levesque levesque paul levesque is what it is he by the way paul's a great name by the way so he i think they basically 
knew something was going on because the board, they're part of the board and they conducted an investigation. They started conducting investigation because they found something out. They found this out. And originally they were doing this quietly, but somebody leaked it. And I think it was probably Stephanie or Triple H because they, they were feeling that the company wasn't going in the right direction. I mean, over last year, you, you cut, I want to say 50 to 60 wrestlers. Some of them were really good. And some of them, some of those wrestlers also didn't decide to join WWE. And most of them have ended up on AEW, ironically owned by Warner Media. Well, not owned by Warner Media, but on one of their channels. But basically, I think they, even though, so the, the real thing is, is I'll say what the real thing is, and I'll say what I think is going on investigating him for using money to pay off some woman because he made some deal with this woman that he had an affair with um why somebody would have why some woman would have an affair with vince mcmahon at his age because apparently it happened in the last couple years money makes you attractive man well yeah and and and, and it's one of those things where i sit there and i go was this all was this all something she planned or whatever i don't know yeah not my business i don't care okay but basically they keep finding money and they have to report that money if on their on their balance sheet because it makes them look bad basically it came to the point where vince mcmahon was forced to retire i think he was just my view i think he was told by his daughter and triple h look if you leave now we're not going to make a big deal of this if you don't leave we're going to have to do something that we don't want to do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think that's why he finally retired and over these last weeks since triple h took over my God, it's been like surprise after surprise, better matches. It's just been really great to see. And when I tell when you see me putting up on Twitter that because I'm more active on Twitter as I'm sure you stalker like they're doing like he's doing a better job. Triple H and WWE, I guess, are doing a better job of giving the people what they want than Discovery is figuring out what they're trying to do. (laughs) I mean, like if you take away shows, you're going to piss off people. Oh, by the way, you're going to piss off creators, too, which you really are doing right now. So I'm I'm very happy with where wrestling is right now and well, with where WWE is right now. And I'm actually enjoying it for once as a, as a fan of the nineties of both WWE and WCW, Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying what WWE is putting out. So, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily follow wrestling. I do follow like the wrestling groups since I see what people say about wrestling. And yeah, I I have noticed that people have been complimenting WWE for sort of like, uh, and that's the whole thing is that Vince being Vince always kind of had his own way of doing things. Which one is what made him the fucking the 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 force of nature that he was? But I mean, kind of like Trump. Eventually, these things will come back to bite you in the ass. You can't be a scumbag forever. Even right. though, look, he's been a scumbag for forty, fifty years now in the business. But <clears throat> eventually, things come back to bite you in the ass. I think the funniest thing that I had seen, and I I looked it up, and I I'm 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 pretty sure I'm right. He paid more to this mistress or whatever the case may be to shut her up then he paid for ecw and wcw combined which i think is fucking hilarious that, yeah. <laughs> that shows you how much he valued wcw well, that, and ecw and well that but that shows you also like how much at the time it was it was turner it was time warner it was whatever you want to call it at the time that is that's just it just shows you like how much they just wanted to get rid of it and it's funny because now you you have AEW, which isn't owned by Warner Media at the moment. That may change at some point. Discovery may want to try to buy them to do whatever. Yeah, I mean, 
it's, it's just funny like how much things cost how much things are valued now in comparison i mean so yeah and i and i trust i trust triple h i mean he's he's he seems he's literally a company man i mean he married into the family i i, I assume him the decisions that he made because what he, he he had nxt for a while right but they were but they were kind of like tying his hands like he couldn't so i think because I, I think there was a misconception going on I think what happened was, so obviously Triple H, if you've been following, I mean, you probably saw this too. Triple H was going through some health issues. So he actually had to retire himself from in-ring wrestling because he has a heart condition. Mm -hmm. And I guess there was a night where all of a sudden he just was felt really bad. And they took him to the hospital and they found out that he had the same heart condition, I think, as one of his parents or whatever. And basically it took him almost, I mean, it feels like it's almost a year to recover from it. Mm -hmm. So in that, in that time span, they kind of dismantled NXT and put it into something different because made it into something they thought was better because trip they didn't know if triple h was coming back again was it a right move did it did it make sense no because you lost those guys to another wrestling company mm -hmm. so what what do you want me to say there's nothing i can really say to that it's best thing i can say is it is what it is yeah. and should they have done it no but they did well, so. maybe it'd be things now going back in the day was f and wcw maybe wwf and aew will have a new monday night wars or not monday night, a new updated version of that where i think everybody I wins th out in the end well see here's here's the flip side of it the other day they were saying so the wrestling community as i'm sure you've seen and i'm sure as every anybody listening to this podcast has seen on twitter is just the worst community that you could interact with and some of those news sites out there are terrible. There was one ring. There was one one news site. Their name is Ringside. They they've done some things that they've put some some things on their Twitter page and have been dragged through the mud, which was acceptable in my in in my view because they they're being morons, saying derogatory things and that. I'm not going to get into it. You can search it on the web. But they 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 put this story out saying how there's there's problems behind the scenes at AEW. Well, everybody's well. They're not. They're they're not the best. So maybe this is just a stupid story. Well, turns out there was issue. There is issues backstage, mm -hmm. and it's it's pretty bad. So it's funny. Like WWE is doing well backstage and fixing things, and AEW's not doing well backstage. I mean, their matches for their fans. I I personally don't like AEW, but for their fans, I think a lot of people are enjoying it. But the backstage issues are causing problems. So, I mean, the dude, the dude bought Ring of Honor Wrestling and he's doing basically nothing except doing one pay-per-view every so often with ROH. It just seems like a waste. I, I understand he's probably trying to shop around a deal to put it back on TV or something. But you know what I mean, Chris, it's, 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 he's doing the same thing as Discovery's doing. Like you're, you're not utilizing something that would do better just because it's under the AEW umbrella. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, dude. It's 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 very it's just so interesting right now. Netflix isn't doing well. Warner Media and Warner Media or yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery is doing shitty. WWE is doing better. E AEW has problems backstage. It's just so interesting in the TV scape right now. TV streaming scape universe, I should say, not skate. Whatever I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. Wow, I need to go to bed. But yeah, it's just it's just so weird to see all this going down right now. 
Yeah, it's and look. The, hopefully, the band, the fans will benefit. I'm all in as long as I don't have to see Daniel Bryan. That's that's that's. that's <laughs> I think you're all in. I think you're all in on all these streaming services as long as you don't have to pay for them. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, like I sort of, I've been. Let me see. I guess I could use that to kind of go into my other notes. I've sort of been recently, of course, Disney doing what it does. She-Hulk came out recently. Fucking great first episode. That being said, like uh, Miss Marvel's first episode was great also. So I hope Miss Marvel was it started so strong and then the show kind of went and, and and I think they were trying to and, and don't be wrong. I, I appreciate the fact that it's, it's a Muslim superhero and it was sort of like a, a lesson, like a, a, a history lesson, I guess. They're, they're trying to force feed force. It's, I sound like an asshole when I say this, but like, they're really trying to push the whole Muslim angle on it. And, and 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 as much as I understand that there's people out there who want to feel represented and, and want to see their religion and they want to see characters that resemble them, it felt a little heavy-handed and, quite frankly, it was boring. I, 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 I don't... Talking about Karachi and... and, and, and I mean, I, I, the, the, the one of the, the middle of the season takes place like in the past and it kind of talks about some major historical event, which is something we don't we haven't learned about in history and school and history classes in America. And, and I get what they were trying to do, but like the first episode was so good and then it kind of fell apart. I mean, the last episode was all right also. Of course, with the spoiler alert that it's the first time in the official Marvel universe that someone has used the word mutant. And I thought that was pretty cool. That's sort of, that was sort of leaning that now, like, now we can start talking about mutants and X-Men and all the Fox properties. But the She-Hulk had a great first episode. Miss Marvel had a great first episode. Miss Marvel kind of fell off. I don't think she Hulk's gonna fall off as hard as Miss Marvel did, but I'll uh, say so, okay, streaming. Okay, oh, while while we're still on Disney Plus, the Orville has moved over to Disney Plus, which is weird because it was on Hulu and it was advertised being on Hulu. And uh, well, season three, season three went through Hulu, but I, and now it's on Disney Plus. And I was reading an article where basically Seth MacFarlane said we need people. If you've never watched the Orville before, watch them all on Disney Plus. Or if you've watched the Orville and you like it, try to watch it again because Disney kind of bought us out, and it's sort of if if we can build enough interest, we can get to a season four. Season three was fucking fantastic. Season three was so good with the Orville, and I would love to see what they do with season four. I mean, it, it might be a drop off because season three was so good <laughs> and then i guess they they threw so much effort at it and and it was such a great continuity of shows and and follow and following up and what i li- really liked about season three is that they had stories from season one and two and they sort of like went back to them okay remember this character now he's back and now this is what's going on with their life and so that was kind of cool and it's so fun and then i uh, just out of I love the show so much I actually have st- restarted watching the entire show every season seasons one and two on, on Disney plus and and it is funny how like the show we all were kind of worried in the beginning oh it's going to be the Star Trek Next Generation but with dick and fart jokes and 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 in the first season I mean it was kind of that it was sort of not dick and I'm mean, not flat out dick and fart jokes but it was being more comedy by the time you get to season three I mean yes of course it's funny and it has its its parts its lighthearted parts but like it's a serious sci-fi show and 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 they've they've gone the extra mile of of making it where it's not just oh this is the next generation with dick and fart show so it's really good if you haven't watched it at all you could catch them all on disney plus and it would help get season four made if that's the case what else the boys on amazon now i don't have a subscription to amazon but here's a funny thing is for those years that i was doing um 
press <laughs> press for comic-con it was so funny because you get when you do press all these people start emailing you with stuff and so the funny thing was like when the pandemic came and there was no comic-con of 2020 the people that would email you for press still were emailing you even though i didn't do any official press for 2020 because there was no com- new york comic-con 2020 so i still get press email so amazon will occasionally and it, it, they do this with shows like when a new show is coming out i'll get like the press release email where like you can go to their like screener website and watch the show so even though i don't have an official amazon prime account not for tv well i don't have one for for delivery either because i don't i i think i've probably used amazon i don't think i've used amazon more than like 10 times in my life and i know there's people who use amazon every fucking day there isn't a day that passes that they don't have a box on the front of their house which is scary it's it's kind of it's and don't get me wrong i understand it's convenience and everything like that but i think it's kind of scary and no you don't need dog food and water delivered to your house dog food and water shouldn't be on a plane going to your house when you can go to the fucking local store and get it those people need to be shot in the fucking face but what was the thing so amazon so amazon they sent me the link for season three of the boys so i actually i actually saw season three of the boys before it even aired uh, normally uh, on his regular schedule and but that being said the boys season three was so fuck good i, I never read the comics i kind of had an idea of what was going on because i I've, I've listened to podcasts and people have talked about the comics before so i kind of had an idea what's going on of course the show being the show the show being what it is they kind of veer off from the comics so they kind of keep the concept but they, they don't it's not like they follow the comics exactly like they did with like you know walking dead and they didn't follow the comics exactly but they would bring in characters that were popular but let, let's see them how they in this new world in this new existence how do they how do they fare so boys was fucking fantastic obi-wan broke my fucking heart obi-wan the first episode was the highest in the history of disney plus the highest rated show which is kind of weird because then like then like miss marvel started like a week later and although the first episode was great it they 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 should have they should have scheduled it where like miss marvel started closer to the end of obi-wan or maybe after the season of obi-wan was over with because miss miss marvel suffered bad and it's not because the show was bad it was just in the shadow of obi-wan but then uh, but then like it didn't deliver i was so disappointed in obi-wan and as much as i I gotta disagree with you on that it's just i think it i think it delivered but it didn't it it could have been better it delivered so i don't know if we we because we kind of got into it the last podcast but we didn't i don't think we did that i don't think we saw the last episode yet i think i don't know yeah so for me Mm -hmm. like like i was complaining about before the first two episodes felt like the pilot Mm -hmm. so like it was kind of like kind of okay well you didn't really explain this you didn't really do this but then episode three was better episode four was even better episode five was even better and then episode six was like chef's kiss oh okay oh so i don't know maybe because i don't know but go on i'm sorry but you didn't what you didn't like the fight scene i mean i think we can talk about this because it's been it's been out for it's, a long but it's time the whole now. thing is that i'm still sort of of course look they you know they take advantage of the fact that in the movie they the movies always sort of had us believing that the last time obi-wan and darth vader saw each other was at the fight that basically killed anakin skywalker and made made darth vader and and he, and okay yes technically in, in episode 
episode four, whatever, New Hope, he says, when the last time you saw me, I was just a student and now I'm the master or whatever. And okay, you can, you can easily say, okay, then it doesn't mean the last time they saw each other on Mustafar when, when yes. cut off, yeah. cuts off Anakin's arms and legs. It doesn't technically mean, yes, they could have met after that. And that's the whole thing is sort of, it takes away, cause once again, with my head, with, in my head, with the movies, with the movies being the way they are when they finally did episode three, it was, wow, this has been a fucking rivalry that's been sitting for, the, for like 30, 40 years of just fucking pure hatred. And they met, and then like, and then you go, oh no, by the way, they did meet each other in the middle. I'm like, ah. Oh. You're like it sort of it takes the air out of the balloon, in my opinion. I don't know. I just and and plus, like the fight no, wasn't that great. I don't. I don't think it was hitting I, each other with I rocks. Really like, I think the. I think the last. I think that that fight was great. Mm-hmm. I think because I've watched it several times since then, just watching the scene, mm-hmm. and it was it, it, every time that I've seen it, I was okay. So this is a lot better than I thought it was. I, and again, I, I get what you're saying. Like you're you're. You're you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, so you're going by the 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 original trilogy where basically Obi Wan is old, and you're you're basically he's basically saying he he's basically at the point where he's he knows he's probably going to die soon, so he just does it himself by evaporating and doing that whole Jedi thing where they become Force ghosts because we know that Vader didn't hit him, you didn't even kill him. And was this probably not necessarily? Absolutely. This was not necessarily at all. It's not necessary at all, this this series. Mm-hmm. However, and by the way, I do get a, I'm going to send you a link after this too, because some dude put the, put the whole series into like, I think a two hour movie. Oh, so wow. I'll send that to you. I actually haven't mm-hmm. seen the whole thing yet. I want to watch it. I just haven't had a chance to. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, like, I think, I think what they did was a good first start, but I, I really hope this isn't just, okay, we're just doing this season and that's it. Because it just I, seems like a waste to me. Well, no, the originally this was supposed to be just a, just a season, but since it was the highest rated show, the highest rated yeah. debut, they are like they instantly greenlit season two. Did they, did they instant, did they, was there any official confirmation of that though? Cause I, I've seen rumors, but I haven't seen an official confirmation. I'm pretty sure they did. I, I, I don't think I would just, just uh, trying to find it. Yeah. Looking up information. Okay, Collider. And Collider seems to be. Collider is a pretty reputable source. Obi Wan Jedi's return to a premiere on Disney Plus Day, September eighth. Obi, wait, what? No. Oh, this is a documentary. Okay, I'm sorry. I put season two. What the hell is this telling me? About? Sorry, it's, I put season two. I don't give a shit about. I don't know, movieweb.com. I don't know. That sounds like fucking. Okay, here we go. Variety, variety. Okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. Oh no. Hopes we do another. Oh, come on. All right. See? I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but I, well, okay. But I think it's, I think it's safe to say that. Okay. Although there's no way. official, although there's no official confirmation, it getting the highest debut ever on, on Disney Plus has pretty much paved the way for a season two. Yeah. And especially I mean, with the I, way they ended it, they ended the season. I, I mean, I, I, again, I, I think it was, I think it was, should they have gone back and redid the, how do I put this? They should have gone back and redone episode one and episode two of the series because Number one, you set it up not so well. And number two, it's just you just sit there and go, okay, 
Why are we seeing so much of all of this? It's just a very weird... Yeah. It was just very weird, those and first the, two episodes. the choice to have him with Princess Leia, and then it's sort of... You would think was... after that adventure, okay, by the time we get to episode four, they see each other and be like, oh my god, how you've been? It's sort of... It's like they kind of force that in there. I mean... I think it... I, I kind of was like that at first with Leia, but again, seeing it from... Seeing the whole series, I kind of went, okay, this makes more sense because here's the thing. You would think that... You would want to do this series around luke but if luke's just there on tatooine you're not going to really do anything Mm -hmm. and so why not just do the series why not just do the series trying to to save save her which again my biggest thing my biggest issue with it was how does she know for a fact that obi-wan kenobi number one is still alive, but number two would come out of the woodwork to save Senator Organa's daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? There wasn't enough like information. So it's I get that you're you're kind of saying you're kind of going, okay, well they were chummy with each other, so they're probably still chummy with each other if he's still alive. But why didn't you do that before ten years? You know what I mean? Yeah. It there wasn't that that part was the was the was the bad part, but it just it, it really just got better and better and better. And it's I really I really enjoyed it it's it's actually I'm gonna you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me but this is the first like Disney plus series that I've watched I haven't even watched any of the Marvel ones oh, wow. so this is that that got me to watch it like every single week so I will say I I, I hope that that just isn't the 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 last one because Dude, if that was just that was it, you've kind of just made you're going to make a lot of people pissed off. At least do like two or three, do at least one more season, maybe two more seasons. But yeah, I, I'm 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 hoping that they do more. So, yeah, but all right. I mean, yeah, I mean, so like, I mean, it was good. I just wasn't maybe I, I expected something different. I think you need to go back in when you have a clear mind. Oh, and by the way, I did message you that that cut. In yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> so I want you to watch it and tell me if that's a little bit better because I haven't even watched the the whole thing of that but yeah i mean i think you need to go back and watch the whole series again and just kind of have an open mind because i think if you go back with an open mind it'll be a lot better for you gotcha gotcha yeah so when i'm, when I'm done with the oracle <laughs> yeah and, and, and i guess and, uh, one more good show that i have to recommend is uh, and i've recommended before in the past that's what we do in shadows the new season started and it was weird because i think like when i was at comic-con last year they were talking about that they were like in the middle of filming this that the, the current season is playing right now so it's it is funny to see the jump or whatever, and and once again, and, and and what we do in shadows. I think I've watched. That's another show that I've watched the entire series from start to end, like more than once. I, w- I would say probably three times. I love that show. It's so fucking funny, and it's Taika Waititi and then those guys. So all right, so with Comic Con, with San Diego Comic Con, and I'm I'm not gonna get into San Diego Comic Con stuff, but uh, just real quick, they had the Wakanda Forever trailer that they showed that fucking looked fucking awesome. Pretty much introducing Namor. Because I'm not mistaken, they were, the original tri- title was going to be Black Panther 2, The Two Kings. And I guess Black Panther was going to fight Namor, but now without Black Panther. It's an interesting take what they're doing. It would have been very, very easy to just recast. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot the actor's name. It would have been very easy to recast. I mean, if we re- if we recast Rhodey, the, the War Machine, and, they've re- and technically they've recast The Incredible Hulk, it would have been very easy for them to just slap another actor in there. I think they're taking an interesting risk with with the idea of let's talk about death let's talk about the legacy of a character after they died especially 
especially since part of the intro- the whole introduction to this character was his father dying and him taking the mantle, saving the universe, and now he's gone. It's an interesting take, and and seeing that it still has Ryan, the original, the, the guy who directed the first one. I think it's he's he's going to do it justice. If it was a different director, I would be scared. But I liked Black Panther one, so I think he's going to do it justice. It'll be interesting to see how much it grosses because I still think it's going to do a lot of money. Oh yeah, no people, all people oh, yeah. go out and see it. But I'm saying it would it would have been very easy to just throw another actor in there and go, okay, you know, this is Black Panther, and we're just going to see his next adventure. But to take a, a franchise and basically its main character is now dead. But Marvel's Marvel's always been about team ups and and teams and and and, and the other people, even though whatever the the character's na- main name of the movie is, it's never always about them. It's about other people. So to see them handling a legacy character with now that he's actually gone, how do you handle the legacy? It seems pretty fucking interesting. And once again, with the Ryan Coogler, that's the the director's name. Now with Ryan Coogler behind it, I it gets the stamp. I'm pretty sure it gets the stamp of approval. I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. And the fucking trailer was fucking awesome. While we're still talking about Marvel, love Thor: Love and Thunder. Saw it, liked it. Not obviously not as good as Thor: Ragnarok. It was still good. I mean, it had a bunch of flaws, but I mean, what they've done with Thor, Thor has become more of a fun character. Like when the first two movies, he was supposed to be like dramatic and Shakespearean and all this shit. Now on the Avengers movies, they made him funny. With Ragnarok, they made him funny. This was a, it was a, it was a fun movie. It's it's sort of I know a lot of people are sort of like condemning Marvel, saying this new this new phase of Marvel feels like it doesn't have a direction, and it doesn't. It, honestly, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like, what does Shang Chi have to do with the Eternals? What does that have to do with Doctor Strange in the multiverse? What does that have to do with Thor: Love and Thunder? Yes, they have a point. There, it doesn't feel like they're they're really cohesively bringing everything together. But that being said, I mean Thor: Love and Thunder by itself. I mean, it doesn't. Ha- you don't always have to think about the giant overarching story. It was it was fun. It was interesting. It was great to see Natalie Portman as Girl Thor or whatever you want to call it. No, <laughs> I mean technically she is just. Well, no, excuse me. Her she was the Mighty Thor and not just Thor, the Mighty Thor. It was good. I, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. But then again, I mean, if you're a fan of the show, you just you have to see everything Marvel anyway because you don't want to miss out on anything. And you know, it seemed like a roundabout way to kind of just give him a kid. I mean, without spoiling the end of the movie, it's Thor and a kid. But I'm interested. And and Chris Hemsworth has pretty much stated publicly that he'll he'll keep doing Thor movies as long as they keep giving him roles. And I think I would like to see him another team ups and interacting with other characters. So I like Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay, a few more things. Saw the movie Nope, the the Jordan Peele movie. I gotta say, I was so fucking bored the first hour of that movie. It's one of those movies you have to watch again to kind of catch everything. But like, you gotta make the first time watching it worth watching. Thing <laughs> like I I like I. I, I, I of course, I'll probably will watch it again. I saw it in the theaters and I dragged two of my friends with me. I was like, oh, we're going to go. And we're going to see it. It's going to be so fucking awesome because I loved Get Out and, and I liked Us. And I'm like, oh, Nope is going to be fucking incredible. And I, I felt bad for dragging my friends to the theater, <laughs> like putting my hand over my eyes. Like, oh, my God, this movie is so fucking boring. And I mean, I think I mean, maybe he did that on purpose to sort of then the second half gets all fantastical and shit like that. So you kind of have to you balance it out or you sort of like make the, the audience wait for shit to go crazy. But once again, it's a movie you have to watch a second time and i think by the time we're talking about it now i'm pretty sure it'll be on some streaming service soon or on dvd soon like i said it's it's just, you got to make the first viewing a little interesting you got to make me want to come back i mean to to make someone say oh i i'll enjoy the movie better a second time because now i know what the twist is or now that i know what what to look for and shit like that that's a bad reason to have someone watch your movie twice um make it fun the first time okay and both the adams family and monsters reboots 
or, or, or remakes or whatever you want to call them. First, let's talk about the monsters. Rob Zombie, I love The Devil's Rejects. I thought The Devil's Rejects is literally probably one of my top 10 movies ever made. That being said, Rob Zombie has made one good movie... <laughs> And everything else is absolute shit. I, I try to enjoy these other movies. I know people like House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses is just basically a, a bad remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This monster, the the monsters looks absolutely shit. Of course, like all his other movies, he throws his wife in the in the, the starring role of Lily Munster. She does not look like Lily Munster. It looks like she's wearing a bad wig. Yvonne DiCarlo, the original Lily Munster, was a sexy, sexy woman, and and. And you could just Google her. She was in a bunch of movies around the time the Monsters came out. She was a, a Hollywood actress. Gorgeous, gorgeous fucking woman. And they took a gorgeous woman and made her into a monster. And not that I don't want to say Rob Zombie's wife is not attractive, but she's thin. And she kind of she kind of has that like cute white trashy thing going for her. When Yvonne DiCarlo was like a sexy Italian actress, she she had curves on her. So to throw it out as skinny. And the guy who plays Herman, eh, he looks. And then but the voice he's doing is absolutely horrible when the original Herman Munster had like a deep voice. This guy kind of does like this weird squeaky voice. And I think that the what he's missing here is a bunch of the episodes of the Munsters were about cousin Marilyn, the pretty one. And it was sort of like people who were sort of getting, they would see Marilyn and all this other stuff and, and then, then meet the family. And, oh my God, this family's fucking crazy and shit like that. People would think they're going to visit some normal person, but they're meeting monsters and all the misunderstandings, that being said. And I honestly think that Rob Zombie's wife was too old to play the Marilyn character. So since they stuck her as the Lily Munster character, they decided, oh, let's make this a prequel where there is no Marilyn and there is no Eddie Munster. And so it just seems like a, 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 a cheap, it looked, the movie looks cheap. It looks badly like the, 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 the lighting and, and not, bad, not badly lit, but it's sort of, it looked better in black and white. And then when they, when they were doing teaser trailers, and, but then when they actually showed the stuff in color, it looks like trash. They should have, they should have made the movie completely in black and white, like the TV show. And that being said, now on a flip side, and then, then you have Netflix. Actually, I think both of them are going to Netflix. Netflix, but I think originally it was supposed to be a, a movie and then they realized it's shit so they put it right to Netflix but then they have the Adams family but it's not technically the Adams family it's the Wednesday show and it's produced by Tim Burton I don't know if he's directing it I know he's producing it but it's it's not exactly the the Adams family it's Wednesday Adams teenager going to like boarding school and so so I mean technically it's an Adams family movie it's Adams family property but it's it's more following just Wednesday that's why it's called Wednesday and going to school it's going to be interesting um, now that she's older, and I'm pretty sure in today's climate, you could take on all types of, I don't want to say woke, woke culture and shit like that, but it's, it's going to be an interesting take. So when the Munsters looks like absolute shit, the Wednesday Adams Family stuff, Adams Family looks interesting. I know a lot of people are getting flack because Gomez Adams is played by Luis Guzman, an actor from my old neighborhood. Thank you very much. And Catherine Zeta-Jones plays Morticia. And like a lot of people, oh, why would you get such an ugly guy to play Gomez, whatever? Because Luis Guzman is not exactly, <laughs> yeah, he's exactly the sexiest man alive or whatever on magazine covers. But then again, when you look at the old 
drawings and you look at the old actual comic strip, Gomez was not a good-looking guy. He had a pig nose. He had bags under his eyes and dark circles around his eyes. So Luis Guzman is actually a, a, a great actor to play Gomez in the original style. And and Catherine Zeta-Jones is fine. I, I got no problem with her playing Morticia. And it's sort of she was always supposed to be like this hot gothic woman or whatever. And then he's the he's their couple. They're madly in love with each other. So and that's about it. Oh oh okay. I'm sorry. One last thing. The Dungeons and Dragons. That was, that's what I had my one last notes from San Diego Comic Con. The Dungeons and Dragons trailer for the movie. It looks like they basically said, oh, let's take Guardians of the Galaxy and put it in in, in a, a time where you know, there's Dungeons and Dragons. It looks very much like a Guardians of the Galaxy where it's like all these misfits finding each other and trying to have an adventure. And the leader's a slick talker and is always getting himself into trouble and trying to talk his way out and using his charm and shit like that. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I mean, holy shit. I mean, you might as well have just said, call it Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for Christ's sake. I mean, it's almost like a, it's almost a joke how much it looks like a Guardians of the Galaxy. But it is and Dungeons and Dragons. The, the movie they did in the late 90s early 2000s that was absolute trash with the ones with the Wayans brothers and I think they did another movie some other time but it was like straight to DVD and it was trash so Dungeons and Dragons does deserve itself a good movie and hopefully this will bring new eyes the same way like Stranger Things sort of introduced people again to Dungeons and Dragons and Stranger Things reintroduced people into like Metallica and maybe we get some fresh eyes on Dungeons and Dragons and have some fun with it oh and Clerks 3 just throwing that out there Clerks 3 coming out in October if I'm not mistaken. It is going to be a Fathom movies event thing, so if you want to get your tickets and see it at the Fathom events, I I mean, I haven't bought my ticket yet because I don't know who I'm going to go with. Nobody wants to go with me. Well, I mean, the people I've reached out to, no one, everyone's busy and shit like that. But I will go. I'll be. I will be going to see Kevin Smith's Clerks Three, and that's all I have in my notes. You got anything? Or you want to wrap? Oh, oh, we can definitely wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's wrap it up. That's, that's what, what she, she said. said. Oh my god, I don't want to go through this whole thing. Just visit two strange one podcast dot net dot com. You can find the links to our email and the on the Facebook and, just and search, the Twitter and just search two strangers one podcast on your favorite podcast app. Or pretty much on. I would assume we're on every single one at this point, but. For not, then that's a perfect opportunity for you to email Chris at at two strangers well podcast at gmail dot com. And let uh, us know. And let us know. I mean, we looked up before the episode. No Oscar letter. If Oscar wants to curse me out for saying, oh, now you think you're a musician now before you couldn't rewrote a book no one wanted to read. You wrote, a, you made a cartoon no one watched. Now you're going to make music no one wants to listen to. Here, I just, I wrote the first half of your email right there for you, Oscar. So you can reach out to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com and just do all that stuff. I, I listen to the old episode if you want to hear all the other shit you can do. <laughs> me and Chris work, me and Chris work too much. So we, we don't need an outro. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, it's the same thing that you've heard every single podcast, but you can get in contact with me at, on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. So just message me there or listen to me on the Toonami Faithful Podcast. All right. Well, we certainly hope we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening, had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers in One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fappy. And listen to my music, Industrious Bastards, on SoundCloud and YouTube. Give him money. Yeah. <laughs>